What's up, everybody? It's LG Set here. Today is Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. Welcome to the First Mint, a podcast where I talk about marketplace trends, big sales, and everything going on in NBA Top Shot. And man, there is a lot going on. We got a new champion. The Bucks are now reigning champs. And today we're going to talk about that and what that means for Top Shot and Series 2, and also what that means for the First Mint. And then the second half of the show, we have an interview with the one and only Jeffrey Tong, the founder of Eternal GG, which if you haven't heard of this NFT project yet, you will very soon. They're building on flow, they're dropping packs, and if you like video games and Twitch streaming, then you definitely want to check this one out. I want to remind everybody here that nothing on the show constitutes trading advice in any way, that the show is kind of affiliated with NBA Top Shot and Dapper Labs, but not the NBA. This is the first minute. start anything else to talk about the bucks or any of that i just want to remind you first mint fest is coming up in less than two weeks august 3rd 4th and 5th it's gonna be a hell of a good time you sign up today to make sure you get all the updates all the goodies before we get to that fest go to firstmintfest.com to check it all out besides that it's a new day and there's a new nba champion the milwaukee bucks Giannis Antetokounmpo, all of those great players they're now the champions. Congrats to Milwaukee fans. However many of you there are out there, very happy for you. As a Raptors fan, as a fan of a market that is often uh, ignored, let's say, in the, the grander echelons of the NBA fandom, I feel for you guys. This is a great moment. I can say, going through that a couple years ago, that the feeling is incredible and that you should cherish it. Fans of all 29 other teams, it's a hard time, but... The NBA is rebooting. We got a long offseason or almost a normal size offseason ahead of us. And your team hopefully will be back better next year. Will Top Shot be? I don't know. We'll talk about it in a second. First, let's talk about what we've seen on Top Shot in the last 24 hours. For one, pretty big win last night. Literally within minutes of the game ending, championship badges were appearing on. Top Shot moments, like almost instantly, almost like Top Shot had it ready to go, which actually makes me think that a couple weeks ago when they announced that there were going to be championship badges on the Lakers moments from last year, that they actually had these new ones ready to go on either the Bucks or the Suns and were ready to press play, which they did right after. So that is a nice and fun development that happened right after the game. Love to see that type of agility, that type of quickness from the Top Shot side. Beyond that, there's not much other stuff going on. There's the quests, as you know. There's a Game 6 quest that you have until, I think, 4 o'clock Pacific today to, to complete. And then there's also the Conference Finals Set Challenge, the second one for DeAndre Ayton for that Game 2 Valley Oop against the Clippers going down. That ends, I think, tomorrow or the day after, sometime this week. We got two more drops in this series, we know. We got the Playoff Common drop as well as the Legendary drop. Uh, I doubt they're going to happen at the same time. I'm actually not sure... When the first one is going to happen, I would say it's probably the commons that are going to drop. I don't think it'll be this week because it's pretty quick, but you never know. Top Shot's been moving pretty quickly lately. And in terms of timeline, I would assume then that the legendaries would drop maybe a week after or two weeks after. And that the challenges from the legendaries, as well as the metallic golds that they release, would last through the better parts of August to kind of, you know, 
extend that championship buzz within Top Shot. But outside of that, it's over. The season, Series 2, they're done. I don't think it means that the Top Shot ride is done. we got a busy offseason. There's Olympics. There's the draft, free agency, the summer league. All good stuff to kind of fill that three months of time. But there won't be any new basketball players for a while, at least not for Top Shot. There won't be any NBA Top Shot this. But what's good is that Top Shot now actually has the time to to focus fully on the stuff that they've already been doing for a couple months, but actually to, to give it more time, more energy. Building, preparing, promoting, preparing for next season. I'm expecting bigger things. I think you should as well. I mean... There's a really long time in terms of crypto time now between now and next season. We know that Dapper's has put together this incredible super team of people working on NBA Top Shot. And also in the fall, people are going to go back indoors. The reality is that right now it's the middle of the summer. Everyone's outside having fun and that's okay. Basketball is going to be back. The Top Shot hype will be back. But this show is not going to go away. All of you have only ever known the first Mint during an NBA season. Our first show was January 7th of this year. This is episode number 77, by the way. There's been a lot, but our first show was literally not even eight months ago. That's how short all this has been, this whole adventure of Top Shot. And now we enter this long summer off-season. It's still shorter than usual, but three months of no basketball. That's never happened on Top Shot since Top Shot has launched just over a year ago. Top Shot's just barely a year old. That's crazy to think about. And there's never been an offseason at this volume, that's for sure. I can tell you this much. We'll still be here. Heck, we just dropped an NFT and we got some big plans. We got some good stuff coming up. In fact, we're throwing a big party in two weeks in case you haven't heard. The podcasts will continue. The live show will continue. There'll still be cold brews whenever there's a, a pack drop, which I guess there's only two more for now. But Maybe there'll be more in the offseason. Maybe it's some run it backs or something else. We're going to fill that gap. we got some very interesting plans for the podcast the next little bit, especially once we kind of stop talking about the seasons, we kind of tail off from that. And before we dive into all that and start talking about First Mint Fest and and prepare this long um, offseason journey until mid-October, I just want to say thank you for listening for hanging out, for being on this wild ride of the first minute of Top Shot. If you need to take a break from Top Shot, from NFTs, all that, do it. Enjoy the summer. Please do. And if you're staying and you're listening anyways, great. We've got a few months of solid programming coming up. And I'm very excited to tell you all about it. Probably after First Mint Fest, after I get a bit of sleep after that. That's when I'll tell you about it. But it is coming. We're going to have some good stuff. Next up, you're going to hear... My interview, Jeffrey Tong, the founder, CEO of Eternal.gg. Eternal is going to be a huge part of our festival in two weeks. And they drop packs that have moments in them. Except the moments aren't top shots. They are of Twitch streamers. If you play video games and if you like competitive video games or even just video game culture, you definitely know what I'm talking about. There are hundreds, thousands of of big-time Twitch streamers out there with lots of fans, tons of fans, people that basically broadcast themselves playing video games online and have legions of fans that follow them. That's what Eternal is. They drop packs full of those, full of viral moments from gaming 
history. It's a very interesting concept. I haven't played video games in a long time, but it was a pleasure to speak to Jeff. We talked about the origins of Ethereum, of blockchain, or at least of that blockchain. We also talked about Jeff's lost Top Shot account and his origins in NFTs is a good one. His table tennis proficiency, his love of video games and of what he does, and how Eternal is changing fandom as we know it and will continue to. Have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen of the First Mint, we have a very important topic to talk about today. Pack drops of a different kind, but also on flow. They're not on Top Shot, they're on Eternal GG, and today we have the CEO of Eternal, Jeffrey Tong, on with us. Jeff, tell me about the first time that you discovered NFTs, or even in your case, how you started in crypto, which was probably a long time before that. Yeah, actually, I actually went to school Vitalik. We're talking, um, so I went to Waterloo, and I actually don't know when exactly it started Ethereum, but no, I was there and I really, I guess, fully got invested in when I heard about the DAO hack. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't really know what you're saying right now. Okay, well. Can you enlighten us? Who, who, who is Vitalik? Yeah, I mean, Vitalik, I guess, is the only real face of crypto right now because Satoshi is super anonymous and we don't know who he is. Vitalik is the founder. Satoshi who started Bitcoin, you mean? Yes. Right. Exactly. Like Satoshi is the person who wrote the white paper for Bitcoin and, and Vitalik Buterin created Ethereum, correct? That's right. That is Vitalik. Okay. I'm talking about. Okay. So you went to school you went to school with him, you gave him the idea for Ethereum, and then he stole it. Exactly. Just just like Facebook. Exactly. That's exactly what it's like. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but no, the the guy is obviously super smart. He came up with everything himself with a lot of inspiration uh, from games actually, right? From Mortal Warcraft. If you ever read his blog, what happened, I believe was he had a certain item in the game that was taken away from him by a man. He's like, no, this should never happen. This should be an autonomous thing that no one has control over. And then he made Ethereum. That's pretty cool. Even I didn't know that. It's, uh, everything starts from gaming, dude. It's where everything works you from. Hmm. You were telling me before, Jeff, that you have some crypto kitties and some robots. So you've been like collecting NFTs for a while. Yeah. So I have a few kitties. Actually, funny story for my, um, one of my best friend's wedding. He was like, people were giving him, no, you're supposed to go bring a check, 200 bucks. But I actually just gave him the private key to a wallet with one ETH and five kitties. That's what I gave it to him. <laughs> and he was not smart enough to keep the ETH or the kitties. Well, he lost the key, so he didn't keep anything. But he spent the ETH to buy more kitties. And back then, ETH was 200 bucks. This is way long ago. So now he talks to me every once in a while. like, man, should have kept everything. Why'd I lose it? But yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. When was this wedding? Because ETH was 200 bucks like a year ago as well. Uh, no, it's the previous, the one before that. <laughs> the one before that, <laughs> before it spiked. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And then also, you when did you become aware of Top Shot? Or do you know about Top Shot? Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been aware of, I've been following Dapper for a while because of CryptoKitties. So I've seen Top Shot, but I was kind of preoccupied building another gaming company at the time. So purely, I, I get very deep into things. You know? I don't really care about other industries. That's not what I'm focusing on right at the moment. So I was fully deep into gaming, researching, talking to people in the gaming space. But I've seen it. Everyone's like, should look into it. I bought a few, but couldn't really cop anything afterwards after it got popular. Oh, when, when, did you, when did you buy and what did you buy? I wish I could tell you, but I have 
lost access to most of the stuff, sadly. Oh, no. What? What do you mean you lost access? I don't know. It's like, impossible. So forget my password. Um, I have no idea what emails goes to. I've been trying to get it. So now I have, I had to make a new account. <laughs> oh my God, man. Come on. You should be able to like hit up Roham or something like that. He can help you out. They'll tell me there's like some lost account under your name just yeah, floating yeah. out there. Just Probably with some really up. good moments too. I think so. Are you trying to look for, are you trying to look for it right now? Yeah, I'm trying to actually, no, I'll look for it afterwards. Before we move on to top shot, Jeff, are you, are you an NBA fan at all? Do you follow the NBA? Of course. I mean, I'm from Toronto. So, I mean, okay. For a long time, I was a Rockets fan because of Yao Ming, right? He kind of influenced all the, a lot of Chinese fans. And actually, because of Yao Ming, I actually was a T-Mac fan more than actually Yao Ming. Oh, yeah, right? of course. Right. And yeah, that makes sense. Been a T-Mac fan for a while, and then he, he kind of retired. I stopped following for a little bit. A bunch of new blood came in. And then recently, two years ago, my co-founder is a huge NBA fan. So started watching again once uh, we started working together. That makes sense. So what are you now? Are you a Raptors fan now? I mean, I live in LA, and it's, no. The fandom here is kind of insane. And my co-founder, huge LeBron <laughs> fan. I, right. I've watched more Lakers games than Raptors game now just because he's always watching. Uh, but no, I'm still a Raptors fan because that's where I'm from. Good too, yeah. And, and plus, and plus, those are the last two teams as of as of this recording. Those are the last two teams to win title: that's the true. Lakers and the Raptors. That's true. Right. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. Um, are you fan outside of gaming? Are there any other sports or anything like that you follow? I mean, I play a lot of sports personally. So I, I mean, I was on the basketball oh. team in high school. Oh. And then actually, I volleyball is what I play most of. But there's not really a scene for that. Sadly, volleyball, table tennis is something else I watch. Not much else apart from that. I try to play more than watch, to be honest. You watch table tennis? Dude, it's intense, man. You have no idea. It's like... Yeah, I know it's intense, but it's like, it's like, it's like, for me, it's like, I can't even tell the subtleties of the moves or anything like that, because it's it's just so fast. Yeah, it's very fast, but sometimes, like, there's a lot of crazy plays that happen here and there. And I can send you a few clips afterwards where, like, have you watched Prince of Tennis? Have you seen those shots? Like no, basically, <laughs> it's Prince of Tennis. It's like an anime about ta- about tennis, not table tennis. But anyways, for table tennis, the guy like hits a ball from under the table around the net onto the other side. It's like there's a lot of crazy shit. Wow, it's fun. Do you play? Wait, do you play table tennis? Do you play table tennis, or you just or you just watch? I I play as well. Like a no, real Asian. I have to. <laughs> My blood. Are you good? I'm pretty good, I would say. But someone we just hired was like a regional champion in China, and she is, of course, way, way better. <laughs> Holy shit. So wait, okay, well, wait, wait. You just hired somebody at Eternal who was the regional champion in, in, in China? Yeah, junior regional champion. So she doesn't play as much now, but yeah, being a regional champion in China is like a huge deal. It's, you know, it's a lot of people. Oh yeah, I can, I can imagine, man. Was that, was, that a, was that part of the decision to hire her? I want to say no, but deep down, like, yo, so, <laughs> if someone put this much time into a sport, they're dedicated. Like I can trust their determination and effort. Yeah. Right. So. Well, if they can be that good at that at a sport like that, then they could probably be pretty good at whatever job you're hiring exactly. for. Exactly. Right? They'll put the time in. Yeah. It's a good lesson to people out there applying for for jobs in crypto. Founders in crypto will be very impressed by things you <laughs> sports things you did as a kid. You never know. You know, if you played like badminton or 
darts or something like that. You never know. Someone like Jeff might have might be really impressed by that if you put it on your resume. Or so games. Keep that in mind, everybody. Or games. Or games. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about games then. <laughs> Let's move on to games. So I could go on about we'll do a separate one about table tennis when you release like table tennis NFTs. Okay. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that another time. Okay. On games. You you were saying obviously Ethereum is kind of based um, you know on the idea of of uh, ownership within games. Why are you focused there right now? Like I feel like given your experience, you could be building anywhere in crypto, but you are building a like gaming moments NFT platform. Mm-hmm. Why? It's a great question. So my entire life has been around gaming and crypto. That's are the two first of all the two things I'm most comfortable with people I know most of and I'm most known for it. The underlying thing is recently there's been a lot of, um, I don't know how much about Twitch, but like demonetization, banning, DMCAs, basically taking content off Twitch and making stuff no longer monetizable for the creators, right? And these guys spend a lot of time doing it. What we're doing at Eternal is essentially helping these guys find new ways to make revenue off their content through blockchain technology. And if you think about what we're actually helping make with these NFTs that you know, they get a portion of all the sales is it's kind of crazy. There's never been something in the past that allows you to make money forever off of something you made, right? So this is like totally revolutionary for them. And to me, it's a way to bring a much, much bigger audience of gamers into our world, into the crypto world. So it just combines all my passions. It's freaking, I'm lucky to work on this. I like that. And I and I did want to ask you actually, and that's kind of like a nice segue about like the creator economy, right? And, you know, we're talking about like playing video games when we were kids before we started recording. Is this something you ever, you know, imagined maybe when you were younger that you'd be at the point where you're helping creators and video game players like monetize themselves like on a personality level? Never, dude. Like it's – I would never have imagined – the world and technology, everything would kind of like actually come and enable everything, right? Because gaming was still very much, I mean, I got yelled at a lot for playing games when I was young, as a, I'm sure a lot of kids out there. And then suddenly... What did you play? I mean, Dota. Dota is kind of like my bread and butter, but I played a lot of COD as well, Modern Warfare 2, actually Call of Duty 2 as well. Listen, man, hold on. Listen, these acronyms... Okay. Rewind, like take a step back, man. What are what COD, Dota, like? <laughs> keep people here love Top Shot of the NBA. They're not necessarily like probably the last video game some people played is like, you know, Mario sixty four or something like that. No way. I bet a lot of your listeners play COD, Call of Duty. By the way, it's COD. You think so? I'm Call of Duty, right? Okay. okay. I, I feel like there's a huge overlap. Definitely a huge overlap. Okay. okay, that's fair. That's so. fair. Okay, so okay, everybody knows what COD is except for me. What's yep. Dota? Dota stands for Defense of the Ancients. It's kind of the first, another acronym, MOBA, which is uh, something, something Battle Arena. Multiplayer, I actually don't remember what MOBA stands for, but essentially it's a team of five versus five. You control a little dude, you fight each other, and you want to destroy their their throne. So Dota, League of Legends, it's kind of all the same genre of games. And you played a lot of that when you were a kid. I played so much. I was so good at all tabbing when my parents came to the room and not dying. It was, it was great. Gotta hide them. Well, I interrupted you. I interrupted you on your tangent when I asked you about what games you were playing. So, so empowering the individuals, giving people like even more income for playing video games. Tell me about that. There's so many people trying to make a living off of this, and it's just not feasible right now, right? Not everyone's going to get sponsored. Not everyone will be 
actually be able to make money off of playing video games. But I don't know if you heard about the recent like a thousand true fan or a hundred true fan economy, where the idea is you can make a living off of just a few fans, right? A hundred or a thousand, like a true way for them to fully support the creator without an individual in between, right? And also for them to get something back because Twitch is famously known for donations and a lot of streamers or creators feel bad about that because like, you're giving me money for me playing games. But with what we're doing at Eternal, suddenly you're not just giving money to creators, but you're actually getting something in return as well, right? And NFT, which actually has a lot more value and with what we're doing has utility and stuff to interact with the creators as well. What is Eternal? Oh man. Eternal. <laughs> no, just tell me. Yeah. Like, I feel like I just sent you on like existential crisis. Just tell us like how it works. Like, just, okay. that's what I mean. You don't have to get too deep about it. It's it's my life, but uh, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> it's uh, we're a platform that takes the top moments on Twitch, the best moments on Twitch. We create NFTs from those, and we help the creators monetize with their NFTs through the marketplace. Every time a transaction is made, 10% of that sale goes to the creators. Okay. And then what, wait, how do the pack drops work then? Uh, the pack drops are much more complicated because they are, our packs have a variety of creators in a pack. So it's kind of hard to figure out who, like how to distribute the money there. But we, our packs are very cheap. They're flat priced at $9.99. It's not quite like uh, Top Shot where you know, every pack is a set rarity. You can get any rarity from this. It's like Pokemon, right? You can get a Mythic which is a legendary or uncommon rare, like you can get any variety. And we set that, we keep that price super low so we can gamers and non-crypto people can join the community without committing too much money. Okay. So, so basically you drop packs as a variety of gamers and different rarity moments in it. And then on the marketplace, people can go pick up moments from their favorite streamers. Exactly. Or just very epic moments. What, uh, I mean, like, have you guys seen some pretty big sales or how's that been going? I mean, actually, hold on. When did you launch? When did this all launch? Yeah, it's actually pretty recent. We've only launched a month ago. Yeah, it's been a month. <laughs> kind of crazy. Okay. Holy shit, man. How many packs have you sold so far? Four drops. First three drops were a thousand packs each. The most recent drop was 2000 packs and it sold out every time pretty much instantly. So wow, congrats. Thank you. We need to we need to keep doubling the amount of packs we're selling now. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you want to keep that scarcity down too though, right? You don't want to go, you don't want to just keep you don't want to end up with uh, moments that have multiples of 40,000. Definitely like not. Like, the way we do this is we do a pack um oh, actually, I guess it's almost 2 months I lied. Yeah. Cuz we did four packs and our packs are bi-weekly. So every 2 weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every two weeks. Yeah. Okay. My math was okay. Okay, okay. off there. Yeah. Two months now. So every two weeks we do a drop and it's you know, the amount of packs we have is very much correlated to how many active users are on the platform. So we are very careful with math. We're lucky to have Top Shot kind of paved the way so we could learn a lot from what they did well and what they didn't do so well. Like the pack drops. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> you know, not flooding the market, providing early utility. But also on the other side, their marketplace, the way they run the marketplace, um, a lot of technical stuff, a lot of that is from Top Shot. We learned from them. And Dapper has been very helpful with what we do. Tell me about the relationship there with Dapper because, I mean, it's something I think, you know, we're starting to see a lot of applications, NFT projects, platforms, tools, everything being built on Flow. 
Um, and for what I understand, obviously, it's still it's still quite new for for people to build on. You know, you come from a pretty deep crypto background. You were kind of there when Ethereum was being started. What um, what is this experience like for you as a, a builder, as founder, to be creating something on Flow? Yeah, so something that seems to work well too, right? Because you're sell- you're selling thousands of packs, and it doesn't seem like you're having too many issues, right? Yeah, definitely not. Honestly, the one of the reasons we actually chose to build this on chain was because of the success of Topshot. It was possible. It proved to us it was possible to build something this scalable on blockchain. Right? This technology wasn't possible when I was building my DeFi company in 2017, 2018. Because let's say we were to build this on Ethereum. Every transaction you make is going to cost you like $5, dollars $15. So there's not going to be a lot, a lot of activity on the marketplace. It's just not going to happen, right? It has to be worth your money. So luckily when Flow came around, we, we looked a lot of stuff and decided to use Flow. The team was great. Their programming language is basically a better version of Solidity, which is Ethereum's programming language with a lot of like NFTs built in as a building block, underlying building block. Their team has been very helpful on the economic side as well. And generally, they're very supportive in what we do. Tell me about the different packs. I kind of like glossed over that like what 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 are the packs that are selling a thousand or two thousand yeah so our packs are kind of genre based we'll pick a game title for example apex legends we had a pack uh, gta we had a pack and we did a halo pack oh, okay so you drop a pack you drop a pack you you like bucket together a bunch of streamers from the one from the same oh okay that makes a lot more sense actually yeah that that actually makes total sense yeah, yeah. so for example, for the Halo pack, we had a bunch of pro Halo players, and it was kind of weird because the clips were epic. They're just like owning these kids, killing like four people, headshots. But then if you look at their face, you're like, yeah, no, it just happens. No, this is my every day. <laughs> so it was such a huge discrepancy between the two. But oh my God. honestly, yeah, just come to Marketplace, look That's at some a- clips. That makes a lot of sense to you. That's so like that's so like the opposite of Top Shot too, right? Where like some moments are like go for more because the player shows some like flair. Like you've got Steph Curry doing like a shoulder shake. You know the LeBron no look three pointer was hot for a while. Like you know if anything, Top Shot moments like you know the player like attitude amplifies it. So it's, <laughs> I never really thought about the opposite problem. Well, or the opposite being a problem, right? Yeah, I mean. I will say that when the players are more animated, it does do better as well because we have um, Rogue. So like streamers are generally more animated than pro players. Our pro players just do this every single day, 24-7. Whereas streamers, you know, they're more entertaining. They have more emotions. Um, actually, recently we did a IRL pack. Most of our content is gaming-based, but we tend to venture out and we're trying other content on Twitch. There's a really super funny couple in Korea uh, they're called EXBC, and what they do is they kind of just take a webcam, they take a camera, and they wander around Korea and they just do things, and they record everything. Hilarious things happen, like they fall off chairs at a bar and everyone's just staring at them. The dude is like talking to the camera, boom, just hits a freaking pole, and just gets knocked out. Right? All these like crazy moments so wait, that are not wait. planned. So wait, these moments are on Eternal. Yep, these are all on Eternal. And people are buying them. People love them. I mean, see. We haven't been around for that long, but that is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do like that, and that that actually kind of makes like at first when you're telling me that, I'm like, okay, like why would I want to buy like you know America's Funniest Home Videos 
uh, <laughs> as, as a moment. But then when you're talking about the like thousand person like creator economy, it makes a lot more sense, right? Where like some of us, you know, we get way more attached to certain like Twitch or YouTube streamers or just personalities, right? Like even Instagram follows and stuff and to support them and also, you know, kind of attach yourself to stuff that's happened to them. That actually kind of makes sense. You know, I think that that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Jeff, for for the, for people who are not who don't know these streamers or maybe don't play these games, what's what are they looking for in Eternal? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I'll give you some answers, but the best way to get real answers is probably hopping Discord and chat with the community, right? Um, mm, but, that's the best answer. <laughs> yeah, it, it's probably the best answer. But from what we've seen so far the plays matter a lot, like how epic it was and often different things. If it's something that's very unique and different, uh, people value that. Let's say, you know, Top Shot, there was a, there was a moment where, uh, it's when Steph Curry slipped and fell, right? Let's say they made one of that. Steph Curry might not like it, but you know, that's going to be hot. (laughs) That's going to be hot, right? So we have a lot of like interesting new things where, People make epic plays, but all the times when people fail, and it's just really funny, and people enjoy that as well. So different things, and then um, how big the creator is, right? The bigger the creator, generally the bigger the following, and more demand for the clips. Top Shot has, at least in my opinion, from what I've seen, has brought some non-basketball people and turned them into NBA fans. Like they came along originally for the ride. They heard about it from their friends. Like there's pack drops. It's fun. Come check it out. They've heard a couple of the names. But now they've found themselves watching more basketball than they would have otherwise. Do you think or do you hope that Eternal can do the same for gaming? 100%. That is our, that is our goal. No, we want to convert gamers into this space and help them understand and learn all this. And also explore, discover other gamers, other streamers, sorry. We've been doing a pretty good job of, of this so far because um, a lot of what we do, since we're not like a physical event space, uh, we can attach ourselves to Twitch and their Discord, right? So I'll give you an example. If someone purchases a moment from one of our creators that's over 100 USD, they actually have something pop up on their screen. So all their fans see, hey, you know, Jeff just purchased this particular moment and it went for this much on eternal.gg. And that suddenly converts all the fans watching, which we're talking about anywhere between like a few thousand to hundreds of thousands of people brings our attention to this moment that you just bought and they'll come check it out and they'll kind of venture into the space from from there as well on top of of course people just telling each other uh by word of mouth what do you think like the what's the overall potential for the streamer nft market it's a great question so i'll answer by saying just two numbers nba past year has averaged 1.3 to 1.5 million viewers on a regular season game. Twitch on a daily basis averages two to three million viewers, concurrent viewers, just every single day. So that kind of tells you how big the audience is. Oh man, you are a good founder, man. That is a great pitch line to throw around in an investor presentation. <laughs> it's, it's just the facts. It's just the facts. No, but it's true. And that's that's a really great comparison, right? Is that it's like, you're right, like the NBA does draw in a lot of, you know, daily viewers. But if you look at Twitch as something that you are looking to build out, then that makes a lot, you know, you put it in context and that 
that kind of opens uh, opens it up way more. I like especially that Eternal is approaching different games, right? Like the NBA, like Top Shot is just the NBA, and eventually it will be like the WNBA, but that it can only go so much further without Dapper having to acquire a bunch more intellectual property rights. Like they, if they want the Olympic Games, they have to go get the Olympics, right? So it's a little harder to kind of grow outside of that. Whereas you, it's like, you know, Eternal can immediately capitalize on Call of Duty, on Dota, or on any other game that's coming along, right? Yeah. Because you're on the platform of Twitch. I will say, so I like all that. these creators, though, we are officially signing them, of course. We have their consent yeah. and copyright. It's all officially licensed from them. Tell me about that, actually. Like, how do you how do you vet these creators to be on Eternal? So they're very much handpicked right now. I know the space very well. I'm personal friends with a lot of creators. And we've been picking the top ones in terms of size and also entertainment value. And we've kind of just been approaching them and say, hey, check this thing out. And you know what's funny is, like, they've been approached by a lot of NFT projects. A lot. And they've said no to dozens especially bigger creators, but they've said yes to eternal. They want to work with us because we're gaming focused. They trust us as a team and a founder. And they understand like, Hey, you guys are adding real value to my stream. They're giving my fans something. They're helping me engage deeper with them. And on top, I can make money off my content from before. So why not? So we've been able to get so many good, so many good creators on our platform. Mostly unannounced. Yeah. And the platform's so slick. That must help a lot as well. I find that good design goes so far in NFTs. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, it's... That, you know, kind of showing them what you guys have, I'm sure helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's going to get even better very soon. Jeff, in 10 years, where is Eternal at? Wow. 10 years. It's a long time. <laughs> yeah. In crypto, that's like a like a like the entire length of the universe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, Eternal is, as much as a platform, it's a brand. Right, people trust Eternal as the gaming and crypto intersection, and that's what we built. Right now, creators is our focus, and it will always be our underlying focus. But from there, low key, first minute exclusive, we're talking to teams. Right, we're talking to pro gaming teams, and they're interested. Oh, oh, yeah, and um, wow, dropping the bomb on the first minute. Yeah, it's 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 something we're working on. I don't want to get too deep in there, but that's another avenue there. And then, um, of course, the tournaments. The tournaments is something else we want to make moments of. And then someday, I'm sure everyone that's all your listeners believe as well, is the game developers will adopt NFTs. They will make their items into NFTs, and it will be on some sort of market. And at that time, there will only be one market that gamers believe and trust. And we'll be there. We'll be there to accept uh, trading your... Fortnite skin for CSGO skin or whatever that may look like. As long as gaming is growing, as long as crypto is growing, we're growing along just along with it. Jeff, if you weren't working in crypto, what would you be doing? If I wasn't working, I assume also not working in gaming. It's also not a choice. So uh, yeah, neither. Yeah, it's like it's like you're you like like something that is. You have to give me an answer that's like so far away from what you're doing now. But that is something you would legit do. Probably a teacher. Yeah, it's weird but i've always wanted to be a teacher something with that is just very satisfying to me helping people like learn about new things but with that said my wife tells me i have horrible patience so i'm probably not gonna be a great teacher um but no i also always wanted to retire to be a teacher which doesn't really make sense but i think i enjoy it you could you could maybe get a little bit more patient in your old age yeah, yeah. and then still do it 
right? And then people will be like, oh shit, my teacher's the eternal guy. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. We're at the end of the interview, but Jeff, if you ever listen to the podcast, you know that now is the time for a game we call Would You Rather. I'm ready. Where I, I give you two options and you tell me which one you would rather. Would you rather a Raptors versus Lakers championship final or that you find some spare time, revitalize your table tennis career, not that it's gone, and become the Canadian champion? Whoa. Okay. I mean, the first the Canadian champion part would kind of caught me off guard, but... Uh... Is there such a thing? I'm assuming there's a t- Canadian champion of t- table tennis. Yeah, you kind of that must be a thing. You represent Canada to play in Olympics and internationally. Um, honestly, then you can then you can play your empl- you can play against your employee in the in the at the Olympics and she'll represent China. <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> I I would have to pick Raptors versus Lakers. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, like when you said that, I kind of got chills. I was like, whoa, like this is hype as hell and. More people will see it. More people enjoy it. I think it'd be a better thing to do as well. I mean, I didn't say when. Oh no! Come on, I want to be alive. I want to watch it while I can still jump and go. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're a teacher, um, okay. Next, next question: Would you rather Eternal develops its own streaming platform like Twitch? I don't know. Has some issues. They don't want to let gamers stream anymore. And then Eternal is just like, and maybe this is in your plans, but you guys develop your own version of Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Or literally the biggest celebrities in the world now start streaming on Twitch and making moments on Eternal. Like Cristiano Ronaldo and like Drake and Beyonce or something like that are like now going to be on Eternal. Uh, The latter for sure. For sure. Like I don't want to deal with actually creating a platform to do all that for (laughs) streaming. Twitch is great at doing that. And no, the founder of Twitch is investing in us. So I, I love them. Let them do their thing. Okay, great. And uh, no, we want we're focused in the blocking space. We want to do what we do best. And if we can cover all those guys into Twitch streamers and ultimate eternal users, that would be freaking amazing. Last one. Would you rather that you find your lost Top Shot account? And surprise, surprise, it has some of the most rare and valuable moments on Top Shot like the one of 25 like hollow rewards from series one that are like always going to be the rarest ones or, or, or the Genesis moments that aren't even out yet, but they will eventually come out like the, the one of ones and three of threes or Vitalik calls you up and he wants to make moments of himself streaming. <laughs> this is a weird one. <laughs> so <laughs> irrelevant from each other. Um, screw Vitalik. Yo, I want my top shot account. Screw Vitalik. <laughs> definitely want my top shot account i mean you know it's great to have them streaming it'll, it'll do great but i want my i don't know what i have that's half the thing man i don't know if i have the good stuff i just want to know so yeah i want, I want my cup no but that's what i mean it's it's all the good stuff is in there like like roham heard you and he's just like great i'm just gonna take you know all the good stuff and just put it in your account anyways i want my top shot not even to like Something I just want to have it, you know. Good answer. Sorry, Vitalik. Maybe another time. Yeah, I'll let him keep know. building Ethereum. We're on flow here now, Jeff. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Likewise, man. It was great chatting with you, and um, I hope your audience enjoyed this quick conversation. And we'll get to chat again soon. We'll see you at the festival, man. We'll see you at the festival, and like I don't, whatever. I don't know when this is going to air, but it's going to be like a week or two away from it. Okay, so. I, I wasn't sure if I was about yeah. to say that, so I'm like, yeah. Then I will see you. At the festival, first moon festival, I'm excited. Yeah, first of its kind. First, 
first mid fast. That's right. Jeff, cheers, man. See ya. Bye, everyone. And that is going to do it for us today, folks. Firstmidfest.com. Check it out. It's going to be a good time. Jeff is going to be there, as well as a ton of other great NFT companies, creators, projects, all that stuff. Otherwise, we got a great live show for you tomorrow night. So we'll see you then on the First Mint Live. <laughs>